Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Jay Haynes. Jay, you are the founder and CEO of Thrive. Thrive, that is, with no vowels. So T-H-R-V. You're found on the web at thrv.com. And Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Great to be here. Yeah, give us an overview of what Thrive is. And and, and, and go ahead and uh, drop a couple names here right at the, the head so we have people's <laughs> attention on who you work with. You work with yeah. some 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 recognizable brands. Uh, yeah, sure. We so we are an enterprise product management software application. So we build uh, software that helps teams build better products, and we use a method known as Jobs We Done, which we can talk about a little bit more. And um, luckily, we have some great customers. As you mentioned, including you know Microsoft, eBay, American Express, Twitter, um, etc. So it's a it's a platform based on a method. And the method was really popularized by Clay Christensen from Harvard Business School, who was mm. who was well known for disruption, but really spent the last uh, 15 or so years of his career, unfortunately, he died last year, mm-hmm. uh, focused on jobs to be done and how to make product teams more successful at launching successful products. Yeah. And so where do, where do you fit in? And so what, like, if I'm thinking about, you know, in operations, like where do you fit in? What problems do you help solve? Yeah, that's great. So the extreme front end of innovation. So if you're trying to figure out what your customer wants, um, this is the way to do it. So the idea is that before you invest in product development, which can be extremely expensive. So companies invest in product development all the time. They're building new features, they're launching new products, et cetera. Before doing all that is all the work that you would do in our software. And one way you can think about it is it's kind of a risk mitigation system. So if you're investing in building a product, that's obviously on the cost side of the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're using Jira, if you're a software company, or if you're a hardware company shipping an actual product and building out what the specs are, once you start building this product, that's when you're spending money. And you really want to hope that when you launch whatever you're building, it's going to generate revenue because the revenue side of the equation is what's incredibly important. The way we like to think about it is, does your, is your product roadmap BlackBerry or the iPhone? Mm-hmm. And how, do you, how do you know? Right? People forget BlackBerry was worth four times Apple when the iPhone launched. They Amazing. were bigger than Apple. Maybe um, I don't think it was four times actually. It was it was, it was substantially larger, right? When the yeah. Oh, well, back in the day, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you know, they, they would talk about Crackberry, right? And the, it was just, it was the standard. And then, yeah, yeah they've lost eighty billion dollars of market cap. Oof. Now, what's interesting also about that is not only did BlackBerry lose eighty billion dollars of market cap, they lost the opportunity for a multi-trillion-dollar enterprise because Apple, of course, is now worth you know over two trillion dollars. So it's not just losing your value, but it's it's not taking advantage of that opportunity. 
And that's what Jobs to be Done can really help you do. And that's what our, our method does. It says, hey, let's look at what we really think our customers want. And do they really care about our widget? And the yeah. answer is generally no. They don't care about your widget. They no. care that your widget helps them get their job done faster and more accurately. Yeah. So, um, so we always have. Can you talk a little bit about that 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 blind spot that we all have? Uh, like, wh- why is that? Why why can't we do better at that innately? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a great question. So there's really there's a couple underlying reasons. Uh, one is we fall in love with our products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we we also fall in love with our competitors' products. And so we want to copy them because it seems so hard to displace them. And I'll give you a great example, the Microsoft Zune. I don't know, Josh, if you owned a Microsoft Zune. <laughs> Not many people did. But if you remember, the iPod was incredibly dominant at the time. This is in the early 2000s. And Apple had sold 200 million iPods at 150 bucks a pop, right? So if you're a team at Microsoft, you're thinking, well, that's a $30 billion market. That's a big market even for Microsoft. And we're going to make a copy to that because we've got you know a, hundreds of millions, billions of customers at Microsoft. We've got an operating system we can connect it to. They've proven that people will buy these MP3 things. And we've got branding, distribution, you know, a lot of capital to put it behind it. And they launched the Microsoft Zune, and it was a huge failure. So wow. the reason these failures happen, there's a, there can be a lot of reasons. But one is when you're trying to copy your competitors, you're thinking about your competitors' products, not your competitors' job. And what happened at the time the Zune launched? Well, this unknown competitor named Pandora launched, and they were signing up 90,000 people per day. So the difference was they chose an entirely different platform. The the Zune was a copycat of the iPod. Right. Zune was entirely different. There was no device. All you had to do was stream from any web browser and then eventually, you know, a mobile app. But that was really, really revolutionary. You know, my 15-year-old self would love to go to a web page and type in any song in the world and be able to listen to it. But, you know, that wasn't possible a uh, hundred years ago when I was 15. Um So, so this type of thinking can really help product teams get out of that trap of either just focusing on your product or focusing on what your competitors are doing. You really want to focus on your customer. Can you help me visualize how this fits within the day to day of the? And and is would this be under product development and like R and D or? I'm just trying to fit, you know, again, I, I don't live in an enterprise world. So, uh, and I think a majority of folks that listen to this podcast are going to be SMB, you know, they're small, medium-sized business owners. So, you know, application, you know, at, at that level, I think would be great to kind of to, to kind of get a better grip on. Yeah. Yeah. So we work with a lot of companies. Now, obviously we work with a lot of big name companies, but we work yep. with a lot of SMBs and and startups who are really trying to uh, launch great products. I mean, the key is, with the companies we work with is they're they're trying to build products and services, and that can be hardware or software, you know, in consumer business or medical markets. The key is that they're they've got a roadmap to continue to invest and improve their product. So that means we work with teams that are in product planning, product development, product marketing, product management, you know, product strategy. A lot of this has to do with what strategy are you choosing in a market. Uh, you know, the Zoom was a bad strategy, obviously. So. Uh, it, it really it spans a lot, uh, and that's because 
what it's really doing is put your customer front and center. And you know, companies today want to be customer centric. You know, that's yeah. part of the language, and for good reason. You know, your customers can be great, but they also can fire your products. Like we all fired iPods, right? Like I don't think anybody uses an iPod anymore. You know, very rarely. Um, and so you really have to understand where your customers struggle. And if you put that customer job front and center, then it influences cost product development. It influences yep. marketing, influences sales, because all of your company's efforts should be coordinated around creating value for your customer. And yeah. basically that means getting the job done faster and more accurately for them. Did, did you say, so the author or, or the kind of, was it Jim Callback? Uh, Clay Christensen. Clay Christensen. Okay. I was, I was looking on Amazon to see if there were any good books for someone who's like, Hey, I, I I'd like to geek out on this a little bit. I, I, is there any, do you know of any books that you'd recommend or, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah there, there are a few. Uh, Clay's book is great. It's called competing against luck. And that's, oh, that's good, a, good, good, good. It's a great title. So I would recommend Clay Christensen. Yep. There we luck. go. Competing against luck. Yeah. And if you really want to go back in time to where this stuff really all started, uh, I'd go back and look at Theodore Levitt's Harvard Business Review paper called Marketing Myopia. Mm. And it was published in the 1960s. It's a classic. You can still get it online. Um, and it really was the first time that someone tried to think through systematically the changing the, the changes that happened in industries. So what he was asking about is how did the railroad industry miss the opportunity for cars and planes, right? Yeah. The underlying job is transportation and yet yep. they didn't capitalize on that at all. Yep. How did uh, oil companies miss the opportunity for natural gas? And the obvious answer is people want energy. energy. They don't care if it's oil or gas or gas, they want energy. And then the same thing with... Uh, movie companies <laughs> they used to be called you know film companies and they mm -hmm. thought tv was a threat right and of course that's just absurd now because what we want is entertainment and you have these entertainment conglomerates that do everything from tv to film to rides you know um and so that's really the start too i'd go back and look at that and of course on our site therb.com uh, we have our ebook that people can read if they don't want to read <laughs> longer books. Um, and we have a full course that's for free as well. If you really want to get into the details of how to do this kind of stuff, um, you can sign up for free at our site. Yeah. So your, um, your ebook is right at your website, thrv.com. Um, scroll down. It says, uh, learn how to use the jobs to be done methods in our 17 page ebook. Get the ebook for free. Click here, opt in, create an account. Bam. Great. Well, there you go. There's a, there's a, a, a much easier uh, reader. Um, yeah. you know, Jay, I want to like, I, I want to come up with like an action item on how we can, you know, what's, what's a good question that, that we could ask ourselves as business leaders so that we don't get blinded by our own arrogance. Right. And it's like, what are the things that consumers are talking about? Or we see this desire for, I'll tell you, um, in my old industry in PR and authority, I'm a member of some of those communities of PR agencies, and it's just constantly, it's just constant complaining yeah. about their clients wanting results and, you know, guaranteed results. And like, there's so many things they complain about. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, observing that, that's very clearly 
you know, like that. It's like, guys, I know it sounds, you you know, maybe you're just here to, you know, blow off steam or whatever, but whatever the market's asking for, you are not smarter than the market. You are likely not going to impact the market one iota. If you're just one company and again, you're at the SMB level, forget it. Like you don't have that much influence. So you may as well move with the trend, even if you hate it. Sorry, that's just the way that it is. So it's almost like that, you know, kind of Gretzky thing, you know, just skate to where the puck's going to be. What are consumers asking for? What are they likely going to be asking for in a year or two from now? And that's where we want to be, even if it's, you know, it's it's painful to accept that your current solution may be irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. And I can guarantee you one thing, your solution will eventually be irrelevant. It yeah. just, de- <laughs> just depends on when. Okay, um, here's here's a quick thing for our yeah. listeners. Raise your hand if yeah. you were involved in a company or business or you know had some start and it's no longer relevant. Right. Everyone should be raising their hand almost, yeah. almost, right? So that was Savings Angel. We had a membership yeah. where, you know, and this was a hard lesson for us is that, you know, consumers for a while there, loved saving money at the grocery store, loved using coupons to do it. Extreme couponing became a thing. And then all of a sudden, Jay, yeah. and consumers lost. And it's like, we were doing all this. Like, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? You know what? And you can't. Consumers yeah. don't want it anymore. So, yeah, yeah. so there, there, and there's a few things, uh, ways to approach that. One is to just really get with your team and say, okay. Our solution is X, but what are the goal that our customers have using the solution, right? Are they, and there's there's literally thousands and thousands of things, but the key is you have to make that goal, what we now call a job to be done, independent of any solutions. Like you couldn't sit there and say, well, all customers really want to use an MP3 player. No, they don't. That is not their end goal, <laughs> right? That is the product. What they want to do is create a mood with music. So why do we need MP3 players? Is there anything happening in the world that would remove the need for MP3 players, like the ability to stream a lot more data? I mean, that seems crazy now, but you know, back in the in 2000s, the early 2000s, being able to stream data was was new, right? Yeah. Especially streaming where you were just listening to music all day by the stream. Um, so, so you want to ask that, what is your customer's goal independent of any product and solution? Cause that really, that's the market. That is the market you're in. There's no such thing as an iPod market. There is a market for getting, creating mood with music, for example, that's true in every industry, take the product and try and figure out first and foremost, what is the customer's goal independent of any products? So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is once you have that create the idea of a competitor taking away your share of the market. How would a competitor enter your market and take away your share by getting the job done faster and more accurately? And you can see that happened with Apple. Apple lost leadership. They were 10 years behind Pandora and Spotify in launching a streaming service. Right. So of course, Spotify, you know, has a huge percentage of that market now for creating a move music that Apple is not going to get back. They lost that opportunity, even though Apple's obviously very successful. But mm-hmm. in that specific market, you know, Spotify is arguably the leader. So um, so when you're thinking through what you're going to invest in, don't make your investment decision based on your product. 
based it, base it on what's going to be the best for your customers. And that's how you can continually create innovations and new products and services that'll help you succeed and mitigate yeah. the risk of failure. Yep. Well, what a fun conversation. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm a business nerd, <laughs> but this yeah. is great. I, I got, to, I put that uh, book in my uh, Audible, uh, Audible queue as well. So thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate that. So Jay Haynes, you're the CEO uh, of Thrive, your website, thrv.com. When folks go there, um, what would you recommend? Uh, you do have several different resources you give away for free. You've got a course, cheat sheet, a lunch and learn, uh, an ebook. Um, it, it, I would imagine that would be a great next step for folks. Yeah, the course. If someone just interested casually in it, you know, Clay's book is great. It's very high level, kind of thirty thousand feet, but it mm -hmm. gives the theory. It tells you all about the theory. If you really want to know how to do this, it does take a little bit more than the what's in Clay's book, and that's where our course yeah. can be really helpful. It's the mm -hmm. difference between about you know reading about music theory and actually playing the songs on a guitar. <laughs> mm -hmm. I recommend you actually play some songs on a guitar, and uh, and our course will really help you do that. It walks you through all the elements that you need to do um, with jobs to be done in order to answer all these incredibly important questions. Yeah, awesome. All right, Jay Haynes again, founder CEO. Thank you so much for joining us, Josh. Really great talking to you, and thanks again for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare re you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.